0: Queer Business Success, the podcast for LGBTQIA plus business owners, aspiring entrepreneurs, coaches, caregivers, and the allies who love our community. We tell the stories of why our businesses were formed, who we serve, our challenges and successes, and we offer sound advice to our fellow queer entrepreneurs. Our hope is to inspire, enlighten, and highlight the services that our LGBTQIA plus businesses and allies offer we can do this so can you. We believe that we need more LGBTQIA plus business owners not only for our community but for a better world. Here's our host Anne-Marie Zanzel. Hi it's
1: Anne-Marie Zanzel here and welcome back to to another episode of Queer Business Success. I am so excited to welcome Sally Gibbon to the show today. Her pronouns are she, her, and she's straight, but she is an ally to the queer community. And Sally is the owner of The Trust Is You. And I'm really excited to welcome you to the show today, Sally. Thank you, Anne-Marie. I appreciate you having me on. Okay. So guys, I'm a total neophyte at this. And so, and I'm sure a lot of you are too. And this is Sally is going to talk to us today about saving taxes. And so I'm just going to invite you to start talking a little bit about your company and what you do. Thank
2: you. I want to give you a little bit of history about myself, if you don't mind. Absolutely. Back in October of 2018, my parents drove from Goodyear, Arizona, about 20 miles west of Phoenix, to Charlotte. For my nephew's wedding my mom got sick along the way she got septic blood she was on a ventilator for 13 months in a hospital for 15 months she got better and came home for three extra months so thank god my dad was in the military saved all kinds of money i was living in phoenix going out to their house three days a week to check their mail because my dad stayed in north carolina with my mom for nine months december 2018 a thick 27 page letter from social Social security benefits you open it up and in bold black letters it said one month in the hospital on a ventilator my mom's cost was hundred seventy two thousand dollars. Wow you, 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 do you know when you you, you you can remember exactly what you were wearing exactly what was happening that, mm-hmm. that right then and there I called, my, hmm? I called my friend Glenn right from their kitchen saying Glenn I need to become a real estate investor. I was working as a, a Medicare broker. I made commission and salary. I had still student loans to pay back, graduate school and undergraduate school. I had credit card payments. I had a mortgage, and I had uh, two car payments. If you know Indian School Road in Phoenix, I went through on a green light. The second car, the guy ran uh, the red light, t-boned me on the passenger side. I wasn't injured, but had no insurance. I was broke, completely broke. Mm-hmm. So says to me, "Oh, next week we're having a Christmas party. We're going to be late. We're going to go to a Christmas pageant with my kids." show up on your own like i don't know about it. you, Anne Marie. i'm not good with parties like that
0: mm-hmm.
2: i made a pasta salad showed up and it was the best decision of my life you know i started real estate investing having a great time uh fast forward to july of 2020 i took down a, a contract bank owned reverse mortgage for a four-bedroom one-bath house in rocky mount north carolina an hour east of raleigh i'm in phoenix i had to wait uh 13 months for the courts to open again and I knew because my tax rate was 24 percent, my capital gains on that would be over three thousand, uh, would be over seven thousand one hundred dollars. In my national real estate group, I was in the Phoenix office, but the national real estate group, a gentleman named uh, Garrett Gunderson, wrote a book called "What the Rockefellers Do." It's now titled "What the Billionaires Do." The Rockefellers have a special trust. It's called uh, the Office. It's seven generations old. Uh, seven generations old with over 400 people under the same EIN, Well,
1: I, I got, okay, stop, 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 stop. What's an EIA? <laughs> it,
2: it's a tax code. It's a tax code. Like you have
1: your social security number when you do a business, like let's say oh, a an EIN. Oh, an EIN. I thought you said EIA. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I yeah, yeah. I know what an EIA number is. Yeah. It's excellent. Please stop me anytime. Okay. So
2: I had to wait 13 months. It finally went to auction August 28th, 2021. I was able to transition it from my LLC, uh, two bill of sales uh, from my LLC to me. And from me to the LLC, I Googled it. Seriously, I just Googled a bill of sale, drove to the bank, I got notarized. I I gave the the banker who was doing the notarization $10. And then when I, I gave the second bill of sale, Uh, She gave me back the $10. That's consideration. You have to have consideration, but there's no law how much it is. uh, Scanned it, sent it to the attorney in Raleigh. The next day, the attorney asked me for the first page of my trust, went to auction, and it went for $64,000, and I saved over $10,550 in capital gains. Mm Fantastic. Fantastic. Started teaching a mastermind in my real estate group to help other investors save money. Long story short, I lost my mastermind because the gentleman who ran the group lied about we were in a real estate deal together. He didn't pay me enough money, and he's like, "I can't trust you. You're calling me a liar." I'm like, no, you know. So that happened uh, January thirteenth, two thousand twenty-two. Mm-hmm. My world, you know, my friends, my everything else. I moved to North Carolina. I have family here. I started my own company, uh, The Trust Is You, March of 2022, and I'm now helping people save thousands of dollars legally. So there's a business trust for 1099 income earners, and then there's the beneficial trust for investors. With the beneficial trust, you will stop paying short-term and long-term capital gains. Mm You'll stop paying interest income, dividend income. That includes options trading, which is taxed. For, uh, 40% per year or 60% for more than a year. You'll stop paying rental income. You talked about having an Airbnb. Mm-hmm. And you can still take uh, depreciation like you normally do. And you'll stop royalties. I have NFT artists who are selling pictures on the MetaWorld, making thousands of dollars saving uh, a royalty income taxes. So it's a, I'm going to be biased. It's a beautiful thing. I just helped a gentleman selling 62 years old. He sold his HVAC company. He's got bursitis of the knees. So he's getting on social security early, uh, early when he sold his company, he started the beneficial trust and he saved either $155,000, I'm sorry, $255,000 or $360,000 in capital gains.
1: His wife's like, that changes our retirement I'm like completely. So thank you okay. for having me here. Okay. So the beneficial trust is for 1099 people, right? The beneficial trust is for investors. So and the other trust is called?
2: Correct. So if you're a passive investor, real estate investor, crypto investor, Forex investor, stock market, it's going to save you taxes. Okay.
1: I want to focus on the other one. The business for- trust? Yeah. Okay. So tell me, tell me about the business trust. How does somebody who is a 1099 employee or 1090, who's 1099. How do, how does this help them?
2: Excellent question. When you're going to file taxes, there's several different ways to file it as single as married filing jointly or filing separately. There's different tax brackets for each one, but the tax bracket is between 10% to thirty-seven percent on all your profits. So, an example: uh, a real estate agent. Uh, she's divorced, so she's filing single. She makes seventy thousand dollars a year. So, just the numbers. At what's going? She's at twenty-two percent. She's going to uh, pay. I, I'm looking. At, I'm looking at my notes, so I have to apologize. She's going to pay. 44,000, So that's forty-four thousand seven hundred twenty-five dollars overall, when you do all the math math, uh, worth worth it, it's $30,422 she pays every year in uh, federal taxes. I can legally say she's going to save 70%. Many of my clients are saving over 90%, but legally say 70%. So she's going to save in 2023 over $21,295.40 at 70%. She's like, Real estate's been uh, it's a really tight market. Things are changing in North Carolina. We're, we're now doing foreclosures for the first time in three and a half years. She expects to do a lot more foreclosures working with uh, you know, real estate in
1: 2023 than ever before. Go ahead. So, all right. So, let's. I, I'm not really curious about the numbers at this point. Okay. What I'm curious about is so somebody's like, wait a minute, this is like okay, how is this legal? Correct. <laughs> okay, let's answer that one first. Talk about what the legality is behind this.
2: Perfect the question. Mm-hmm. Correct. It it is patented, it's legal, it's in the IRS tax code 643B, like Bravo. Most people do not realize that IRS tax code only came into existence in 1913 when we're getting into World War I. It was supposed to be only a short time, but um, I was an English major, so this is a weird statistic. Think of Shakespeare's work, you know, Romeo and Juliet, As You Like It, all his works. The IRS tax code is 10 times the size of Shakespeare's work. Shakespeare's Mm -hmm. more interesting to read. When it started in 1913, the rich families like the Rockefellers and other families purposely got this into the tax code 643B to, so they can save as much taxes as possible. Ha, have you ever re- read a book about the creature from Jekyll Island talking about the Federal Reserve? No,
1: I have not. I,
2: don't go down the rabbit hole. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Federal. It, it All about the same time the Federal Reserve got set up, the the, the the tax code. And, you know, I'm not making fun of rich people. Good for them. They know how to do this. You know, the Rockefellers have an entire... Department working on their office. U.S. presidents have this. I hate to bring this up, but O.J. Simpson has this trust. When he got sued by the Goldmans for 135 million dollars, they sued O.J. But all his real estate, his football memorabilia, his—he used to do commercials. I don't know if you remember that. That's in the trust, so he could not pay. They—he didn't pay the judgment. It just went away because he's broke. You know, as, as an individual. Right. With the trust, you will file a 1041 tax return. 97% of Americans file a 1040 tax return. And there's other considerations, better considerations at a 1041. So that's another way it helps.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So when people go to set up one of these, these trusts, what are the steps they need to take? Again, a
2: great question. It's rather simple. Just to give you an idea, I was telling you about the gentleman who was selling his HVAC company. He, uh, his business broker sent me the, the, uh, his information. We got it on a Zoom. It's a five-page application. He filled it out June 8th, turned it in. The, uh, the law firm sent him the, the EIN, the tax ID, and a letter to go open a bank account. This gentleman, he's in Florida. He went to a credit union. You you can go to any bank, set up the account. I don't know if he had to pay to set up the, uh, the account or not at the bank. That's you know personal thing. He sold his company on June 30th for $1.7 million. On July 3rd, he paid for the trust. I got paid for uh, selling the trust on of July, July 5th. And the business broker made $600 for the referral. Everyone was happy. And then the business broker told the gentleman who bought the business, 1099 income, HVAC company, you need the business trust. So it gets a second referral. The business broker made $1,200, you know, as an affiliate, if that makes sense.
1: Mm -hmm. So it sounds like people use this trust when they are trying to lower their tax debt. So what happens when you die? (laughs) Just have a question. That's a great question.
2: This Mm -hmm. trust is, I'm going to give you the full title for it. It's going to be a long winded thing, but it's irrevocable. So it goes from generation to generation complex. It can hold money from day to day, month to month, year to year. It's discretionary. The trustees can make up the rules, whatever the beneficiaries do. It's non-grantor. This makes it 100% private. When you set up the trust, you're going to have a third party who's not a beneficiary sign up for it and sign away. You do need their social security number. It's not hard. I could be that person or somebody else at the law firm free of charge and spendthrift. So this goes from generation to generation. 97% of the trusts in the United States, my mom and dad had this. Susie Orman talks about this on TV. It's called a family trust. The only thing it does is avoid going through probate and then it dissolves. I'm dealing with my dad's estate and I postponed his taxes because I've been busy. But when I finish doing the taxes, all the money in my dad's uh, estate will have to be divided between my two brothers and myself and it goes away.
0: Mm-hmm. This
2: trust avoids uh, probate, avoids inheritance tax. And goes from generation to generation to generation. It's it's an amazing thing.
1: Why don't more people know about it, Sally?
2: That that's a great question. Usually, it's I, I've got four articles from Forbes magazine saying it's usually people for making more than a million dollars a year. I purposely put it this way because in my real estate group, if you're going to do fix and flip and make fifty thousand dollars on it, and you're at twenty four percent, you'll have to pay. $11,900 in capital gains. You do two fix and flips in a year, you paid for the trust. I, I'm a real estate investor. I do very well with that. You know, I make a little bit of commission, but I don't need to gorge people. What I don't want to use his name, but a, a real estate guru is also licensed to do this. I have him on the recording saying, I don't want people to know about this because let's say he's in your hometown and you're looking at a, a possibly buying a property, but it's really skinny, only 8%. This guru can come in, do a wholesale deal and make over 30% rate of return. He does sell just the beneficial trusts to the people who pay him $100,000 a year and sells it for $50,000. I don't have his background, his name or anything else, but I want average the average person joining my real estate, that nationwide real estate group, is a 54-year-old man trying to make some extra money before he retires at 65. I want them to be able to save as much money in taxes as possible.
1: Mm -hmm. So if somebody is interested in doing this, Mm -hmm. what steps would you advise them? And let me, I'm going to ask you a really point-blank question. Why do they need you? Why do they need you? Why do they need you to do it? I'm just curious. Can this be something mm -hmm. like you can set up yourself? or do you need someone help like like do you help people set these up or what what is your role in doing this
2: correct quite frankly most people don't know how to do this the law firm has three trust attorneys one just retired but he's still there to answer questions i am associate with the law firm when they set when they set things up i work with the law firm we have a team of six individuals to help you put your house into the trust Put your car into the trust, register at uh, the, uh, the trust. They'll pay for your gas. They'll pay for your uh, electricity. It will pay for your water bill. Everything else. So few people talk about this. You know, I talk to financial uh, planners. I talk to CPAs. I talk to um, attorneys, and you know, like we've never heard of this. It's the richest, best kept secret. I hate to say that, but it really is.
1: It really is because I've never ever, I've heard of trust before, obviously, but I've never heard of a way to do this so that you can avoid the paying the kind of taxes that exactly. a lot of people do. So when you put your house, your car, your earnings, so when you get your earnings, you put them, the earnings come, like say, for example, right now, when I I make earnings from my business. It goes into my business checking account, and you know I transfer from my. You know I use Square, so I transfer for Square to there, so that you would the trust would be the beneficiary of my earnings if that's where the way I went. Correct.
2: Right. If you don't mind my asking, do you have your business in an LLC? Yes. Okay. The trust does not LLC, S corp, and C corp are statutory laws, so each state has different rules. So the trust doesn't handle statutory laws. You would set up a new business account with uh, with the EIN number. EIN number. Uh, so you, you do have to do a little bit of transition, but it's going to start going through uh, the new new account you set up. Uh, you're going to still pay for expenses, things like that. Do, do you have any employees?
1: No, I have contract employees who are okay. 1099.
2: <laughs> Correct. So so you don't have to worry about that. When you start the trust, the cost 20500 includes, I just forgot the word. This is bad. A retainer, a retainer to talk to a CPA who understands the trust. So let's say you're like, hey, I've been in business for nine years. Maybe you have business credit in your LLC built up. You can start building business credit in the trust. I really suggest people shut down their LLCs as quickly as possible, but it's on your timeline, Anne-Marie, because when you still have the LLC, you're still open to paying state taxes and you're still open to being sued. So the faster you get everything into the trust, the more you can save. And I hate to say it, we're a litigious society. One in three people get one in three people will be sued in their lifetime. That's a high number.
1: So why does it cost so much to set one up? I'm just curious
2: because the trust
1: attorneys are very specialized people.
2: Ah, um, so it's
1: more about paying the attorneys to set it up. Exactly. Right? I exactly. get it. I get it. So, what's the hardest thing about your business?
2: The hardest thing. Back in June, here in North, North uh, in Charlotte, we had multifamily investing group. I bought a ticket. I went to lunch with six people. Had good conversations around the table. One of the, one of the gentlemen has passive investing company. You know, it's a, a I, I don't know if it's a, a company or if it, if it's a, how he does it. He he and I were supposed to have a meeting. We set up a Zoom meeting. He gets on, he goes, my CPA says you're lying. I don't want to talk to you anymore. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let me give you a, a, the, the book. It's, it's called Scott and Asher on Trust, fifth edition. This is what trust attorneys study in law school, very specialized book. And he's like, nope, 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 you're lying. I don't want to talk to you. He, he got off the Zoom. He's got clients who are missing the chance to save taxes. That, that's my biggest problem is getting the word out to the right people. So that's why I love getting on podcasts like yours and others.
1: So why does, why did his CPA say that to you, to him? Like, why did he say, oh, this is illegal. You shouldn't do this. Why Correct. would, they, I'm curious. Why would they say that? I, I,
2: I will never be a CPA. I have dyslexia. Numbers are horrible for me. <laughs> so, most CPAs, when they're in school or working for the big six firms, they're working in the 300 and 400 uh, level of taxes. 97% of people are there. This is much higher in a very specialized tax zone, and they have never studied that. So, as an example, I do Monday night, 8 p.m. East Coast time, I do a live QA. I had a gentleman who came on several weeks ago. His mom and dad have five apartment buildings in the Bronx. They're in their seventies. They're getting tired. They just want to sell the apartment buildings. Mm -hmm. So I gave him all the information. He he, uh, sends me an email back. He says, my CPA does not think this is true. And I said, please have your uh, CPA read uh, Scott Nasher on Trust Fifth Edition. You'll get it from Amazon, things like this. The CPA calls me a week later. goes, Oh my gosh, I've never heard of this. I have a hundred clients to send your way. You know, he's gonna get an affiliate mark for every client he's sending me, but all his clients have real estate on Long Island or in the Bronx who who want to save money. Right. And so he he took the time to educate himself. Other CPAs have no no desire. They're like, nope, 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 you're gonna steal business from me.
1: Well, that it's really interesting too, because you know, people. If you don't do any real estate, you have no idea about capital gains tax and stuff like that. So what would be your recommendation for someone who's a 1099 employee to do this? Like what should their income level be before they consider doing this?
2: Quite honestly, I tell people it should be $70,000 because in the first year you're going to save. Again, this is a single filer. Uh, first year, she was going to save twenty-one thousand two hundred and ninety-five dollars. The trust costs twenty thousand five hundred, so she's still saving a little bit of money. If you're an affiliate marketer, if you're a real estate agent, if you're a real estate broker, if you're a salesperson, one of one of my guys in uh, he's in Chicago, he sells uh, commercial lighting. He saw my video. I'm on all the social media sites. He saw a video, and we know how much money he's making. And he says to me, I'm lazy because I hate working too much because I'm paying too much in taxes. So now that he's going to be saving the taxes instead of working only three days a week, he's going to start working five days a week and make more money and save the taxes on that. He, he's he's so excited.
1: Well, and I can. And so so for a married couple, when both people are 1099, do you recommend it being 70,000 or do you recommending it to be larger than that?
2: As a married couple, I would say, again, about if the two of them put together, you know, maybe one's a, a, one's an affiliate marketer and the other one's a salesperson. Mm -hmm. Again, I would just say, um, I'll run the numbers. I I have to ask some rude questions. Hey, how much did you pay in 2021? You know, what's Mm -hmm. your, it will figure out your tax brackets. How do you file your taxes? Kind of private questions. Nobody, you know, death and taxes are negative,
1: but you do that to see if they're a good fit for this trust or not. Exactly. So you're not going to sell this trust to anybody when it's not a good fit for them or doesn't make sense.
2: Exactly. What, one of my business brokers just sent me a letter yesterday, the family selling a nonprofit business, but the, the land it's on, they bought it for $2 million and they're going to sell the land for 11.5 million. I wrote back to him saying, Hey, they're selling the nonprofit. It'll be zero in um, capital gains. They don't need the charitable trust. We do have one, mm-hmm. but with the land, this is how much they're going to pay, fifteen percent or twenty percent. He writes back and goes, "I just sent an email to to the clients. They they need one right away." And you know, I send him the paperwork to, to send to his clients. They don't know how much
1: money they're going to be saving, and they, well, they're I, so yeah. I'm you know I'm I'm you know I'm impl- I spend I pay a lot of money in taxes between. Exactly that my the the Airbnb we have and my wife is self-employed I'm the majority earner but we pay a lot of money in taxes and and also too I'm not very good at doing the quarterly tax thing yes. <laughs> you know when you get hit with that bill at the end of the year exactly. it, it can be really really overwhelming if somebody is a w-2 employee is this for them too unfortunately not
2: no uh, okay the, the, the I have, with the beneficial trust in my real estate group, I have six nurses for W-2 employees. And now it was five uh, teachers. One teacher's retired and has a pension. That money, I can't handle. They can't go through the trust. But the all the real estate they're doing, like yourself, they have Airbnb, they're doing wholesaling, they're fix and flipping. They have the trust for the real estate. They're W-2, they'll have to file a 1040, a 1040 tax return. And then if they're in crypto, or anything else this is that it's going to help them save the taxes on that
1: that's real, super interesting so what do you what are you most proud of about this sally true story um a son a 28 year old son
2: saw my tiktok video uh shows it to his dad his dad is 68 his uh his wife is six um uh, he's 69 the wife is 68 they were going to sell the family restaurant in paducah kentucky selling it $3 million, everything in it, all the cutlery, the food, everything else. And he's just like, what do you mean you're going to save me so much money? So we got it. We got his, another child had to get him on Zoom. He's never been on Zoom before. We got him on Zoom. We got, I had to talk to his business broker. They had changed the letter of intent. They had to change the, the bank account, everything else. On the day they sold the business, I got a, t- a telephone number. I don't answer uh, calls. That I don't know, but I knew it was coming from Kentucky. I pick it up, and it's his wife on the phone, crying happy tears. I. It was just the best phone call. She's like, "We're moving to Florida. We're looking for a two bedroom, two bath house." And David, it's something called it's called lottery winner house or something. So mm-hmm. they know that they're saving either a hundred and fifty uh, five thousand dollars. I, I, I'm making, I'm making up these numbers, but there was two, two different uh, prices. And she's like, that's what we're going to use. We're going to buy a condo with the capital gains we're saving. She says like, this changes our life. And then she declared that they've got three kids. She never allows the phone, their phone to be at the table. She's like, now they can bring their cell phone to the table anytime they want because my son was watching TikTok and we saved so much money. <laughs> I, mean, so cute. I can't tell
1: you how it makes, made me feel so happy to talk to her. So what you, the people you help are 1099, people who are 1099, correct. And, and also real estate investors, Airbnb owners, anybody, it's anybody, it sounds like who is making money for themselves and not going through a company and being W-2'd. Correct? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So
2: any, any investor, you know, like one of my first clients, I don't want to tell her age, but Vera her cpa sent her to me she she bought an auction house she's she's a real estate agent she bought an auction house for three hundred thousand dollars put a hundred thousand dollars of work into it and was going to sell it for 1.2 million dollars if do you know about 1031 exchange have you ever heard about those
1: start talking about him and let me see
2: (laughs) okay 1031 exchange is a special tax code where it's a very specific timeline. You have 45 days to find yes. a third party yes. uh-huh. and then 180 days to, to find the real estate to cover
1: it. If you don't cons- keep going with the 1031 after one you deal, eventually after another deal, they have to pay the capital gains. Correct. Yeah, I know I, 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 we were looking to sell the Airbnb and we, c- we were considering to do that. So that's why I knew what a 10. I'm like, I've heard of that before. And so I just sometimes I have to have it re-explained to me.
2: <laughs> exactly. And like, I, I have talked to at least 10 grown adult children who either either have parents who are incapacitated, like in nursing homes or have passed away. And all of a sudden they get a tax bill from the IRS. with what the heck? And it's, you know, the parents started it in the 1990s or 2000. And they're not real estate investors. They're like, do we have to pay this? I'm like, if you're the executor of the will, you've got to pay it. You know, the federal taxes are going to come after you. And it's not fair because most most people don't know this. And with, with Vera, she, she was looking at this house. You know, we got her into We got, and again, when you do a 1031 exchange, it's like property for like property. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Your Airbnb is a single family home, correct? Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, yeah. so things like that. She put it in the trust. She sold she sold the property for $1.2 million. This is down in Tampa, Florida. She uh she decided she and her husband are in their 70s. They decided they were going to put it into a REIT, a real estate investment trust. So they're making 12% per month. I didn't know they had seven other properties. They sold all seven properties in the trust, took all the money, put it into the REIT. She sent me a picture April 1st. She and her husband are on the The Lanai, the back porch of of Florida, having mimosas, toasting. They just made 12% uh, 12 on all their money in the REIT. She's got two children, seven grandchildren. They're in their 70s. They have them all as beneficiaries. So when they pass away, it's going to go to their two children and then down to their beneficiaries, and they won't have to pay taxes. I, I don't know how much money they have in the REIT, but it easily at least a million dollars or more with the homes she she was selling, things like that. I mean, for her, she's just like, I don't want to be a a homeowner investor cleaning up after people move out. We do, you know, repainting for the the rest of my life.
1: Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
2: (laughs) Right. So how can people find you, Sally? The best thing uh at my website, thetrustisu.com. I have an 18-minute video that you can watch there or have it emailed to you. So to find out more about it. It's my slide deck. Then they can set an appointment. And then every Monday night, 8 p.m. East Coast, I do a live QA. It's the Trust is you slash QA to register for that. And you'll it's amazing. I get people on there who uh, start asking questions and then somebody else is like, well, I got a follow-up question. You know, it it, it just so many people have not heard of this. And, you know, like the real estate agent saving money. I have a pizzeria guy saving money with the money he's going to save over $45,000 a year in his uh, 1099 income. His plan, he's got two pizzerias here in Charlotte. He wants to open up a third and a fourth pizzeria. And he's like, that, that I'm going to leave it to my children.
1: He's got two children. Each one's going to get uh, two of the pizzerias when he retires. Well, this was incredible information. Thank you so much, Ali. I mean, I've taught, you know, you're the first person that I've had on this uh, podcast that like talking about something like to save us money. (laughs)
2: Exactly. And you know, Make the money you do, but save the taxes. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And how to save these taxes in a legal way so that yes. so you have more money to be able to do other things, which is really exactly. Cool.
2: You know, yeah. well, several of my clients have started up nonprofits with the money they're saving, helping other family members.
1: It's an amazing thing. Well, thank you so much, Sally. It was great having you on the show.
0: Thank you, Henry. Marie. You've been listening to Queer Business Success, the podcast that highlights LGBTQIA plus businesses. New episodes are published regularly on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other listening platforms. Wherever you're listening, take a moment to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Are you an entrepreneur who's also queer? Want to share some of your wisdom and experience with the rest of us? We'd love to have you on the show. Just click the link in the show notes to apply to be a guest. Until next time, queer friends and allies, keep taking care of business.